Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. It is Friday. We made it through another week. We got another new face in the clubhouse. It's exciting times uh, to have this, and I'm excited to visit with Tony. Tony, how are you this morning? I am doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me on. You bet. I'm excited about this. We've been looking forward to this, and it's kind of a we've talked a little bit about this team, but I'm I'm excited to get your takes on it. Uh, we talked a little offline about the City Connect jerseys, which are awesome. So uh, let's just dive right into it. So I can see this, but those of you that are traveling to work can't see what hat Tony's wearing. So, Tony, your favorite team is the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds. And tell me how that all began. Well, it's uh, it's 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 a split love, actually, between Cleveland and Cincinnati. I grew up in uh, in both. Uh, my mom's family was from Cleveland and my dad's was from Cincinnati. So I grew up going to both games and it didn't occur to me that you were only allowed to have one favorite. Right. <laughs> so um, I, I love the tribe now, the Guardians, and then I love the Redlegs. And um, and I, I remember from earliest ages going to both, um, depending on where we were at any course of the year. So. Um, but Cincinnati's home. I've been here since 1999. Um, this is where I got married. This is where my kids are born. So this is home and I love it. And so love, love the Reds. Um, and, you know, it's it's cool that I've bounced around the country, but, you know, ended up back here at home in Cincinnati. And it's it's pretty great. So, uh, yes, I'm 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 sticking with them no matter Stick, what. <laughs> sticking with them regardless of what they do. Right. The the I I can separate the on field product from what happens in the front office, and I'm I'm actually just as thrilled to pieces every time I walk into that stadium to just enjoy myself and forget about you know the big picture. Big picture, exactly, exactly. So before we get into kind of the 2023 talk, uh, let's talk a little bit about favorite players. So, um, who is your current favorite player, and who's your favorite player of all time? Now I always say this. It doesn't have to be your team. It doesn't have to be the Reds, but you got plenty to choose from. So, so go ahead. Well, it, it, the easiest way to say it is my all-time favorite athlete of all time would have been Bo Jackson by far. Just I grew up in that era, so I got to see him sure. live play football and baseball. So he will always be my favorite kind of player when anybody asks that question. My favorite red leg of all time was uh, was Barry Larkin. Um, I just loved watching him play growing up um, just – you know, he wore my, the number that I wore. Um, I just, uh, I, you know, I was 15 or 14 when they won the world series. So he's, he's my favorite red. Um, definitely. Um, for sure. So now did he ask you if, uh, he could wear your number? Yeah, no, he didn't. He just went ahead and did it. And, um, I'm a little on, you know, I would have been nine years old when he came up into the majors and I, you know, I'm I'm a little disappointed that I wasn't at least a little consulted. So it's probably more accurate, Bill, that I wore his number than he wore mine. But you know, however, however we want to take it. Yeah. Listen, he keeps calling me. I keep sending a voicemail. I said, listen, after I talk to Tony, I'll take your call. Okay. So now, next time he calls, I'm going to say, listen, you were supposed to consult Tony first before wearing that number. Yeah, absolutely. And and if he ever hands me, you know, a, you know, Rini's, um store market little league jersey with a number 11 and asks me to sign it, I'll probably do it for him <laughs> uh, because of who he is. But, you know, we'll see. Too Barry. Too Barry. Too, too long right. coming. That's right. <laughs> 
Oh, awesome. Awesome. And he has, you've had some fantastic red players, fantastic reds players yeah. um, between Johnny. I mean, Johnny bench, the whole big red machine. Um, I even, I'll go back with that same group and say, I like Chris Sabo. Oh, love him. Spuds. You get, yeah. you that 90 team was so much fun to watch the big red machine. Um, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, I short, shared those stories with my dad as I was growing up because I was born the year they won the first of those two World Series back to back. Right. So so I don't know the Big Red Machine like he did. He watched it real time. I hear the stories. I see the old replay. So for me, you know, saying that I would love Pete and Dave Concepcion and, you know, and, and George Foster and all those guys. I do by way of legend and story, but not by real time. The 90 team, like, so the in the 80s, I, when I started really watching, like when I was a kid playing baseball and watching, um, that's when I was rooting for, you know, definitely Cleveland as well, Cincinnati. But then I would come to, you know, Old Riverfront Stadium for games and in the mid 80s and then that 90 team, like those are the players I remember. Like those are the ones that I grew up with, you know, with Eric Davis and, you know, and Chris Sabo and Paul O'Neill and, you know, Jose Rijo, the nasty boys, all those three guys, like all of that. Like, so yeah, it's, I mean, now today's Reds, you know, it's, you got to still appreciate all the history that Cincinnati has, you know, a lot of people don't, wouldn't follow Cincinnati unless you're from here today. You don't have a lot of, major players today um but man yeah the history of this organization is pretty amazing it is and i i gotta tell you um i won't mention the the website because obviously we we can get ourselves in a little bit of hot water for that but there is a baseball website out there where you can check player stats and um you know when they were born and their salaries and things like that yep um they make reference to uh being the best punter in mlb and then you click onto the little link and it's his youtube link of kicking the ball back into the infield <laughs> so pretty awesome a pretty i mean you you can't complain about that i mean that was a, no time tony could you ever or i ever do that and either could paul o'neill if he tried a hundred times to do that again impossible not gonna happen not impossible. gonna happen not gonna happen not gonna happen no. So that was probably one of the best highlights ever because the runner actually had to stop at third because the ball actually made it into the cutoff man. So you're familiar with the clip I'm talking about, right? Everyone is familiar with that Thank clip. You. and Absolutely. I am. And you're right. Like that, that never in a million years could you time that up. And it's funny that you said, you know, hitting the, you know, hitting the cutoff man. Cause you know, again, my, my other team of, you know, Cleveland, I, well, like naturally I always think of like, he did it as a Red Sox when Manny Ramirez was cutting off (laughs) like throws from the outfield as an outfielder. Right. So when I hear cutoff, man, I have like positive and negative memories of exactly that sort of thing. But yeah, you're right. There's no way that you, you could give me a thousand dollars and I could try to kick that ball the way Paul and you never do it. No, no. A thousand and yeah, a thousand times. And your life could depend on it. And you might get one out of a thousand if you were lucky. Maybe. <laughs> if you were lucky, right? Yep. Okay, so now tell me about, uh, so we've gone through favorite players. And I love Barry Larkin, by the way. I think, and I know he gets a little bit of grief because 
some people look at his numbers and say, oh, well, you know, how come this person isn't in the hall? How come this person isn't in the hall? But Barry Larkin was dominant for a shortstop in his era. He was the best, period. Just like Derek Jeter was the best oh, yeah. in his era. Right? He just, he's yeah, the best. Yeah, and I think a, a lot – a lot of people don't give Barry the credit as the best in his era because he played when Ozzy was still playing too. And so everybody remembers, you know, you know, Ozzy like doing backflips and all that stuff. And, and he was incredible and a defensive wizard. I mean, obviously. Um, so a lot of people, I think, overshadow what Barry was, uh, but far superior to Ozzy as an offensive player though. So you don't but you don't you don't there was zero flash to Barry Larkin none there was not like he's just excellent right kind of like Votto now there's no flash to that guy there's Thank nothing you. exciting right but he's just really really good all the time and yeah. so it's kind of like that and that's the way Barry was and you know I wasn't never I wasn't never really a big you know, fan of uh, flash players. Like I just, I just love the guys who were just like, just did it and were understated and just did just great work. And I just thought that was really cool. And, and that's what he was. And and so I think sometimes maybe he doesn't get the credit um, even though he's in the hall of fame. So it's hard to say a hall of famer doesn't get credit. He certainly got the best of credit, um, but he's not recognized. A lot of people wouldn't say, unless you really watch it, watch baseball. Like you, you'd recognize like, no, that guy was legit. He was dominant for sure. He, he was, and you're right, the Wizard of Oz kind of did it the way that he did it. But I like, I personally, I'm old school, probably similar to you. Um, I like the Dustin Pedroia's of the world that just lace them up and give you everything they got, and they stay out of the limelight, and they're really, really good. The Xavier Bogarts, the, um, like you said, the Paul O'Neills, the Barry Larkins, those guys. Not the guys, and I won't mention names, but not the guys that hit home runs and then stop at third and cross their arms. And you know what? When you when I play, do that to Nolan Ryan. See what happens. Do that to Nolan Ryan after hitting a home run off Nolan Ryan. See what happens. Duck. That's what I'm going to tell you is going to happen. You need to duck. You're you are going to pay the a severe price if you did that. In you know to Nolan to. Pedro to like so like dudes they're like man no like we're here for a like we're here to be professionals and and you know what as fun as it is and that's cool if it gets people excited and and, and hyped up that's awesome but for me yeah my favorite players always will be and always have been guys that just just did it and they and they and they got it right like yeah. how were they with the fans how are they in the media how do they carry themselves and oh by the way what kind of leader were they on the field were they did you know that you were going to get your money's worth right yeah. not necessarily that they'd like go four for four but like do you know that you weren't cheated that they that they came out there to do what they were supposed to do all the time and you just you you believed that some of the most beloved reds in in this city are guys that didn't even they didn't pan out or they may, may have only played a year or two. Even guys today, people love just because of their, they just, they're hustlers and they're blue collar and they just do it the right way. Right. And all the better if you have a whole career here and then so, you are also really good. So being a Dodger fan, I had a really tough time when we traded uh, and you guys picked up Kyle Farmer because I knew there was, he's that kind of guy. And I mean, his career hasn't been 
Hall of Fame career, but he had some decent seasons with you guys. Absolutely. Um, and and those are the type of guys that you're talking about. You you see those guys go away. They're not the Yasiel Puigs, but oh. you know, and Puig has his own place, right? And, and you get it. But it's just, I like those guys that are are just going to give you everything they got when they can. Yeah. Um, and then just go home at night, hang out with the wife and the kids, and then whatever. Next day is the next day. I'm showing up at the ballpark, right? Yeah. And now I'm not going to lie to you. There are some players that are bo- absolutely box office that I like, like I, I have not yet seen live that I'm like, man, I got to see them regardless if they're that kind of humble player or not, you know, and, and some of them are like the more flashy, exciting players, but, and you want to see them because they're them and they're going to be incredible, but day in and day out regularly, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different vibe when you know that you've just got like, almost that kind of overcomer kind of player. Um, I mean, that's probably why Pete is so beloved in this city to this day. And you can't say his name without total reverence in this city because that's all he was, right? Take anything else extracurricular out of it for a minute. You know, from the time he laced him up, he never cheated you on the field. You know it. You know it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so i think that's what this city appreciates is they know that like you are going to give it all you've got um and and i think that's that kind of sticks so when we're done with this stay on i i don't want to record this part but i got a great pete rose story for you that that you'll appreciate <laughs> all right but this would be sorry top fans that are listening to this i got plenty of stories you want to come on sometime with me great i'll tell them to you but we're just not recording them absolutely um okay so we've talked we've talked favorite players we've talked favorite team um now let's talk ballparks uh where have you been what ballparks have you been to um i've been very fortunate uh to you know i've lived around the the country a lot for you know different things for moving and sit um you know jobs and college and things of that nature so i've been able to uh you know i've seen cores i've obviously uh you know been to cleveland cincinnati um i lived in wisconsin for a while so i've been in milwaukee um bit Wrigley um you know uh I've well geez I mean I've never made it out to I've still never made it to um LA which is a bummer um I've uh I know that's uh I know that's uh but I've been but sorry uh but I have been to San Francisco um (laughs) the the heart no the no the no the nose turns up um and and probably and then like certainly lots of minor league parks as well so major league parks maybe a dozen or so um there's a couple on the on the bucket list that are are musts that i've never been to i've still never been to fenway i've never been to chavez ravine i've never right like i've not not made those um and i really want to um but some of the newer parks i've made so yeah about the dozen or so okay okay so let's let's play a fun little game here so let's assume that you had the month of July off, unlimited resources, but you can only go to five ballparks you haven't been to. Where are you going to go? Uh, got a, a Fenway and LA for like right away, right off the top. So though those are a must. Um, as close as it is, I've never been to Pittsburgh, and that's just so beautiful. Like in yeah. just the way the way they designed it is so great that I'd love to be there. Uh, I'd love to make it to Toronto. So that's four. And uh, and I've never been to the Pacific Northwest, so Seattle. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good ballparks. Good ballparks. I 
we're going to a game in Seattle this summer. Uh, obviously, I've been to the Ravine. Um, PNC is on my bucket list. Yeah, uh, Rogers uh, Center is also on my bucket list. I have been to Fenway. Um, and when the Los Angeles Dodgers play the Boston Red Sox of Los Angeles this year, um, because half of their team is made up of Dodgers, yeah. I'll be at I'll, I'll be in Fenway yeah. <laughs> this year, so I'll be back. That's awesome. So, all right. So, give me your your outlook on your 2023 season. So we're a quarter of the way through, a little over a quarter of the way through. Um, you guys, you guys currently aren't are in the cellar, but it's not. So let me let me preface it by saying this. I don't think that's a big deal because I think your division, you can win with 85 wins. Oh, it's a weak and, division. There's no question. Yeah. it's And, and I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just, oh. I, let's call it a spade a spade. And so um, that being said, uh, give me your outlook. So tell me a little bit about the season and tell me what you think you need to change maybe in order to make that little push. Because frankly, the wild card is not going to come out of your vision. Okay. That's no. going to be in the East or the West. It's win the division or go home. Yep. Go so, ahead. so you have to know that going into this season, you know, for everything that the Reds organization has done, I would say not ideally by way of fan interaction and holding on to players. And they, it is no secret that our, the organization here is very frustrating to fans in that it just doesn't seem like it's fan forward. So for me, the outlook is, am I going to go have fun? Am I going to know that I'm going to go to the ballpark and know that even though they're not going to have a high payroll and even though they're going to let go of guys like Castellanos, which makes no sense, and like all this stuff like that I wanted, like guys that wanted to stay here but would have cost a little bit, like – you know that's not going to happen. We've watched all these good players go away. Can this season be a 500 season? Can I know that they're going to give it all they got, that the young guys are going to come around, that 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 they're just going to start to gel? So for me, the outlook was, is this not going to be misery? Because last year was ridiculous. So it can was. this be a – I mean, it was, it was absurd and it was embarrassing and they didn't care and the front office didn't care and it was very frustrating – so the outlook was can they get to can they get to 82 wins? I think they can get to 80 wins. Right? Like this is not going to be a 100 loss season. I I I can tell you right now having watched nearly every game this year, I've been to several it, there is a different vibe and there is a vibe of true hustle and like a gel and a fun and a belief. Now, with that said, they don't have enough horses to do, do like to overachieve beyond that. I don't think I, they're not gonna they're not gonna rattle off ninety five wins. That that's not happening. But do I think that they can get to five hundred and maybe a couple of things break our way and maybe win the? Yeah, kinda. Like I I feel like they're like that. Their pitching is better than I thought it would be generally. Um, not always, but you know, lively. That was a surprise. Um, he like he's coming on. Wow, you know, and there's a lot of fun behind what India's doing, and there's some excitement with McLean, and there's excitement with Jake Fraley, and like there's just like a there's like a kind of a buzz. So yeah, yeah. the outlook yeah. to me is can we be respectable and at the end of this year go, man, that was a heck of a lot better than the year before. Wow, there's something <laughs> here. 
like to me that's the outlook can the outlook be like one of like hey we're seriously like coming together that that's my outlook that's where i think it would be the okay so the the what i love about so you guys are coming into a stretch right now that is going to be fun okay you guys got the cubbies you guys got the red Sox, which the cubs are fighting just like you guys are uh the mm -hmm. red Sox are pretty good i mean that whole division that american league east is, don't forget about it yeah. um then you get milwaukee for four then you get the dodgers for three and then st louis and kansas city so you've got a stretch there where you got to put some series wins together and you don't have to sweep and and correct me if i'm wrong I don't want the 10 game winning streak. I don't because I, I think the guys play too tight when they're doing that. Right. Cause they don't want to break the winning streak type thing. Put together seven, 10 winning series in a row. I'm as happy as a clam. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, absolutely. I like yeah. And, and I don't, I don't, I'm not looking for fool's gold where you're going to get this like rush of 12 rattle off 12 wins in a row against like just at the dregs. Like that's that for a team like this, I think see winning a series over and over again saying, man, you know what? We rattled off three or four. We rattled off two or three. We, man, we stole a series on the road on the West coast, coast, which we never do. Like, like I can, I mean, you talked about some of the home, like a lot of that is home games coming up. Um, but when they do their brutal, always brutal West coast trips, man, if they could steal a series from, the underachieving today Padres, but can you steal a series from them? Can you steal a series from the Giants or the Dodgers? Could you do it? Could you and come back and go, man, you know, we that was actually a winning road trip. We went six of 10, seven of 12, so, something like that. That feels pretty good, like right now. Like, and and so you got to temper the expectation to that. But yeah, I'm with you. I think that, that there is a fun stretch coming. Um, and they're, and they're playing fun. I can I can just tell you going to ballpark the ballpark last year versus this year, like you, regardless of record, like I mean I went in May last year, <laughs> and it was already over, <laughs> like any any it felt over, right? Yeah. Here they have a losing record. I just went a couple nights ago. It didn't feel that way. It felt like, man, we got a shot. We can, like, we're going to win this thing. We can win this thing in the ninth. And ultimately, they did not. The wheels fell off. It was the um, the first game of the Yankee series when they launched the City Connect stuff. So Judge hit a home run, I think, on the second pitch. My boys looked at me, and I was just like, just don't even worry about the score. Just marvel at the fact you're watching a Hall of Fame, like, legend happen in front of you guys. Like, just watch it. Just absorb yeah. this. Yeah, like. Aaron Judge is something special, that's for sure. Oh my gosh! I mean, second pitch, yeah. I was or third. I mean, it was like early, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, fellas, just just smile and enjoy. But yeah, we you're right. We do have a, a fun stretch coming. Yeah, and I honestly, if yeah, on, honestly, it's good for baseball, and I say this all the time. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know this. It's good for baseball when the historical teams are good. Definitely. Okay. Um, and I and I hate and no disrespect to any of these teams, but if you had a Minnesota slash Colorado World Series, 
who's watching outside of Denver and outside of Minneapolis? About uh, a couple hundred of us, right? Like yeah. not not a lot. Yeah, it's the baseball purists that want to see it, but that's about it. <laughs> Whereas when you have the Reds up against the Red Sox or you know the Reds up against the Yankees, you know you have those teams that are historical. Um, that have played at the field of dreams that, you know, insert issue here, right? You know, they're going to be good. It's going to be good. And so I like your rebuilding. I actually very much like the fact that you guys still have Joey Votto. I think he's good for the, for the organization. Um, And it shows something about the organization because Joey Votto's three, five years past his prime, but he's still great for the organization. He still does great things. 100%. 100%. And so I, I love that about your organization. This this city is going to be so it's funny. So there's a lot. Obviously, there's a lot of um, I, I'm always careful with the word fan. I mean, I guess they can still have the distinction as much as I can. I mean, nobody has a right to claim whether you're a real fan or not. But the right. fans that drive me bananas are the ones that like I just bombed or hate everything. Like, oh, you know, this photo sucks. Never should give him this, blah, blah, blah. And they're just, like, mad at everything. They're just mad all the time. And there's a lot of them, a lot. And they've been talking about how much they think Votto stinks since he got that contract and blah, 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 and just over and over again. I'm telling you now, for if any of them are listening to this or anything else, and I would say this absolutely in front of all of them, you are going to miss <laughs> Joey Votto when he's gone because that guy is awesome for the sport. He's a great yes. ambassador for this city. He's a great ambassador for the game. He is hilarious. He's a good human. He's totally gets how to interact with fans. Like he and oh by the way, he's pretty good. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have gaudy Hall of Fame stats, but the dude won an MVP here. He's really really talented. Like you're going to be bummed out when that guy's gone. So like quit ushering him out of the city so fast is what I would say. Well, and and let's not forget, he's got over 2000 hits and over 300 home runs. Absolutely. And so, and so, and I'm looking on a website right now. And if I'm not mistaken, you still have him for another season or two. Let me see here. I'll actually have him for one more season after this season. Yeah. And there's a good notion that he's going to retire. He's already hinted at that at the beginning of the year. He even outright said he expects to play really well this year. He's on the IL, so that hasn't happened yet. Um, but he said, I expect to hit really well, to play really well. And if not, you know, I'll probably just retire. I don't think he was doing that as a sullen kind of like I'm done way. I'm, I think he was being very honest to say, you know what? I've done a self-assessment. I've had a really good career. I expect myself to be able to do this. I am recognizing that maybe I can't do it at that level anymore. And if I can't, I will not hamstring the organization. I'm not going to hang on and be sullen. Like I will have said, Hey, I've done all I can do. And man, I have, he, I mean, he's, he hasn't taken the field yet this year, but he's, he's probably my current favorite red. And that just because of the way he handles himself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's awesome. And, and so you got to be cool with that. And a lot of people are going to really – you could do a lot worse than having a Joey Votto on your team. And and I'm Absolutely. I'm glad that we've got a guy like that. Absolutely. No, I, I'm with you on that one. And, and frankly, um, you know, we won't mention names here, but Roger Clemens, there are certain players that just don't know how to retire. 
right? I mean, Clemens comes back for parts of each season. Again, we're not going to mention names here, but Roger Clemens comes back from, you know, for parts of seasons. Oh, I'm going to go to spring training. Oh, I'm going to start in June, right? Joey's recognizing the fact that, hey, I might not be able to compete. I'm out, right? And and no disrespect to Roger. I'm joking. Roger, if you ever hear this, give me a call. I apologize right now. But but one thing that they never teach you how to do, and if you were an athlete and and you competed at least at the high school level where it was competition, and especially at the college level, they never teach you how to retire. They just don't. And so the fact that Joey can recognize that shows you how much of a man that guy is. And I think I think yeah, I agree. And I think the coolest thing that he's done over the last couple of years is um, when he embraced social media, I need to underscore embrace. He has done a masterful job of being so human and so accessible and so fun with it and not taking himself so seriously. I, one of the best things ever was uh, when he was mic'd up last year. Yeah, I, I mean, if that was not just brilliant theater, I like, I don't know if you can give an Emmy to a player for Mike. Like, I don't think that's a category, but if it were listening to him talk to players and while the things are going on and explain why things were happening and doing it in a fun way, man, he gets it and I, I just there's no better way to say it he just gets it and um and that's something that's pretty special as you and we'll get off the joey Votto uh train here in a second but as you very well know one of my favorite clips not not the reds aren't my favorite team dodgers are but that's fine is when he went over and the guy tried to catch the ball and he grabbed his jersey and showed him that hey you're wearing a reds jersey and then the next half inning, he came out with a thing of nachos to apologize and a baseball. I'm like, okay, that's a dude that realized I was a jerk. And not only did the 45,000 fans that were here saw it, but the hundreds of thousands of people that are watching TV. And and I can't portray myself like that. I mean, there's some kid out there that's going to think that this is okay. So good for him. And I saw what he wrote on the ball. You know, thanks for understanding. I apologize. You know that. Good for you, Joey. Good for yeah. you. And so I agree. That's a great, great memory. Um, top fan rivalry followers. This is Tony. He's not going to go anywhere. We're going to end this, but he's not going to go anywhere. We are going to uh, put this up. We will tag him. Please follow him uh, on his Instagram. He actually puts up a bunch of fun baseball stuff. So please follow him. And I promise that we'll get, get him back on. We'll get him back on for some red segments. We'll get him back on for a few other things. So, Tony, hopefully we can get you on soon again. Thank you for talking to me about the Reds. Anytime, anytime. Appreciate it, Bill. Love what you're doing. Thank you. Have a good one. And top fans, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Remember why we celebrate this weekend, please. It's very important. So thank you so much for being on, Tony, and, and stick around for a sec. Yeah, thank you. Take care, everybody.